Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Recruiting never stops, especially for Georgia football. Welcome to the podcast that covers Georgia football recruiting from all angles and spotlights the legends of tomorrow. It's the Recruiting Bulldog Update, the RBU podcast. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left, snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left, angling, 25-20. Got a block for Brown, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five. 10, 12, he's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker. Gurley, five yards deep, and Todd will bring this one out. And there he goes. One block, and it might be over. Todd Gurley, coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the RBU podcast, the recruiting bulldog update, where we talk nothing but Georgia football recruiting. Well, this episode, we may sneak a little G-Day talk in there, you know, for, that went on. But uh, seeing as how we're recording this on the night of that G-Day took place. But I'm your host, Blaine Gilmer, and I want to welcome in my co-host, Jeremy Johnson. Jeremy, how's everything going, man? Everything is everything, man. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Got to watch a little Georgia football today. That was, uh, uh, you know, not just Georgia. I watched a little Alabama, some Miami in there. So, you know, just refreshing to have that college football, the big time college football back on the screen again. Yeah, I felt semi-normal today. Felt like a normal kind of Saturday. Traffic in Athens was back and it was sunny outside and there were people in a stadium. So that was it was a fun environment to be in today. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to tell everybody, I am, as you can see on my, my shirt here, I'm with Bulldog Illustrated uh, that, that I write for Bulldog Illustrated each and every day over in their Dog Daily Thread. Jeremy is with the Athens Banner Heralds, and he is their recruiting uh, ride, beat writer over there, kind of covers not just uh, Georgia recruiting, but all kind of recruits around the state of Georgia and, and particularly in the Athens area. So, uh, in fact, Jeremy went to see a little little action today with some high-profile recruits, and we're going to let him uh, talk about that as we get through right here. But it's time to hit our quick notes to start things off um, in the 2022 class. Uh, Jeremy, some some things that have happened so far, you know, here recently. Chaz Preston, a wide receiver out of Louisiana, puts Georgia in his top group. Um, he's got Bama, LSU, Texas, USC, Mississippi State, and Miami all in there together with Georgia um shaz is a a really talented kid plays it on a uh program down there that's perennial like state champions uh cortez hankton has that connection down there in louisiana so this we talked about it last week that receiver position uh man who knows it's wide open at this point is it not yeah absolutely absolutely and they're even extending their you know um 
that range of who they're who they're going after, and I think that's very interesting because you know we have a couple in-state guys we talked about last week that are right here in the backyard that you know have Georgia high on their list and our guys are highly recruited. So the fact that they're they're going after guys from Florida, and I know they offered a kid from Portland, Oregon, the top player in Oregon, uh, yeah, Darius Clemens. Darius Clemens, and you know he's a good player as well. So you know that's it's an interesting class that is shaping up, you know, for that receiving core. No doubt that receiver position is very interesting. Another top group that was dropped just this week, Omari Abor uh, out of Duncanville, Texas. Five-star defensive end has, you know, the, the cream of the crop. You know, Texas, Alabama, USC, all these schools in there. Georgia makes the cut. But as you and I were talking off air before this, you don't really want to take too much stock in those top tens, especially for those high-profile recruits until you see them on campus for officials, right? Absolutely. I mean, one great visit with a great group of guys changes everything in recruiting. And who knows what these guys will be able to talk about with coaches because they haven't talked to them in person or seen them in person for over a year. So I feel like this year we're going to see a lot of big swings in recruiting as far as where guys are leaning and what guys like and what guys are looking for just because, you know, they haven't been on campus in over a year. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about, you talk about, Duncanville, Texas, you know, we mentioned uh, with Chaz Preston, you know, you're talking about Georgia now is, is recruiting the heck out of Grayson High School and Buford High School. Georgia's really trying to go after these these programs, which you can't blame them, that have these great traditions. Duncanville, Texas is no different. Uh, tremendous, tremendous program down there. So keep an eye out for Omari Abor, five-star defensive end. And then, of course, finally in 2022, uh, Dalen Everett, who is one of the plethora of IMG uh, IMG players out of there, out of Brady. The IMG Bulldogs. Absolutely. The pipeline that, that we talked about last week. So, Dalen Everett, Keon Sab, Tyler, Tyler Booker, Kamari Wilson, these are all guys that Georgia is heavily involved with, and at least three, four of them. Katron uh, Allen, the running back from IMG, is going to be coming up sooner rather than later. So, a lot of people, but Dalen Everett announces his visit. Him, Keon Sab, and Tyler Booker are all coming the same weekend. So, you know, that's that's just a, a big deal to have that uh, immense amount of talent all collecting for one weekend. As you mentioned, you get those guys together on campus for a visit. That's, that could be a big deal, could it not? Absolutely. You want to get – I think that's all a key, you know, to recruiting. I think it's a little underrated just having guys that – you know, getting guys on campus at a certain time with a certain group of guys, man, you, you never know what kind of magic they can begin you know, on a visit. Just, you know, especially when the guys are familiar with one another. Absolutely. And uh did want to mention here before we transition to just some quick G-Day thoughts. Again, you can see rolling through down here if you're watching on YouTube on the bottom of the page. I'm Blaine Gilmer, a, con- a contributor at Bulldog Illustrated. Jeremy with Athens Banner Herald. Uh, between the two of us, we do a lot of stuff on recruiting. So if you enjoy here on the the podcast, hearing about who's Georgia, who Georgia's after, um, some developments on recruiting, uh, check out bulldogillustrated.com. And then, of course, onlineathens.com over there with Jeremy. His Twitter handle is there. My Twitter handle is right there. So check it out. Uh, Bulldog Illustrated and the Athens Banner Herald. A lot of great content coming out over there. Okay, so Jeremy, before we get into our – and the theme of this show, by the way, we're going to talk about the top three commits, the top three targets, and the top three misses so far for Georgia in the class of 2022. Kind of what I call 
they're they're over the halfway point now i would think this is more towards the three-quarter mark for this class but we'll get into that in a second before we do that uh jeremy i want to get your thoughts on g-day real quick um you know obviously it was very vanilla you know they're they're not going to show you a whole lot but i was really impressed with what i saw from jt daniels you know despite not having george pickens dominic blaylock and uh jermaine burton out there and darnell washington washington was playing on the opposite team you know he still put up three 326 and three tds i think that's <laughs> that's impressive in a spring game against guys that know your playbook and that see you every day and i think that's a, a sign of uh just a taste of what's to come for him and if they can keep him upright, you know, there were some missed assignments up front that led to uh, a few uh, moments where he could have been hit hard, but because it was a spring scrimmage, that scrimmage that, was, that wasn't allowed to happen, I think, you know, you're looking at a potentially historic offense that you're about to see this year. And, you know, I don't want to jinx that. And, you know, I, you know, I hope the guy has great health this year, but it's, <laughs> there's potential for an explosive set of, uh, weapons there in Athens this year no doubt and in in terms of JT as well just the fact that if you listen to the post game post game press conference for uh, JT the way he articulates his knowledge of this offense it, it's not just like a lot of quarterbacks that come out and they just give these these cliches and they give these canned answers of you know we just did did well today you know shout out my guys all that kind of stuff he he gives the guys like well why did ad mitchell have success today he said well he plays x and when you play when you play x and you get one-on-one coverage that's the guy you throw the ball to i mean he's not afraid to give those answers obviously he's not trying to give away secrets or anything like that but he is definitely not afraid to let people know Here's my thought process. Here's what I'm doing. He's he's operating, I feel like, now at a master's level, you know what I'm saying, of mm-hmm. Todd Munkin's offense, whereas he was trying to, you know, he obviously he had a grasp of it because he came in and did well, but still kind of drinking, you know, from a, from a fire hose, you know, when yeah. you come in and do your first SEC starts and things like that. A lot to look forward there with JT. Uh, you mentioned the, some missed assignments on the offensive line. I feel like a lot of that had to do with the defensive line is just disruptive. I mean, absolutely disruptive. Zion Long uh, is going to be a superstar, I feel like. like I feel like him, because people are going to be so focused on Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, all that. Zion Long can get in there and really play. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he's, he's got an opportunity to do some things. Uh, Nolan, Nolan Smith, of course, is, is tremendous up there. So Georgia's got a ton of guys. And when you put this collective unit together, uh, it's going to be be really, really fun to watch, I feel like, um, especially. And I think that offensive line, obviously, when you find the five and you get some continuity with that five, that'll be a lot different too. But as, we, as you were talking about, JT Daniels, A.D. Mitchell, a lot of these guys really stood out. Darnell Washington, great day. So G-Day really gives you a glimpse of what's to come. But now, without further ado, Jeremy, let's let's get into the reason why we're here. This show covers uh, Georgia football recruiting. So right now, we're going to talk about the top three commitments in this class to date for Georgia football. And I'm going to let you do the honors. And the first one is here's Jeremy's top 
three. So, Jeremy, I'm going to put this graphic up on the screen for the people on YouTube. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it in depth for the people listening via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search RBU or RBU Podcast, and you can find that. Please like and subscribe. Let's go with Jeremy's top three commitments in this class. There you go, Jeremy. Okay. You know, I didn't want to just pick the three highest ranked guys. So these are the guys I went with. Uh, obviously, your quarterback. You know, any class where you want to put you know, put it together a strong class. You got to go out and get the guy that's going to be the leader. Um, and Gunner's done that. He's been the guy that's kind of been out here recruiting and, you know, really, you know, being a draw for the program. I think that's more important even than what he brings you on the field, just, you know, having a guy that others want to come and play with. Um, the next guy on this list is Bear Alexander. Bear, um, you know, being, being how important Jordan Davis is to that Georgia defense, you know, they needed a guy that could come in and be someone who took over and anchors that, that center portion of that defensive line. And I feel like, you know, Bear Alexander's a glove fit in that in that aspect. And, you know, just having him come in and you know, you needed that you needed that piece and Georgia's already locked that piece up and don't have to worry about it. So I thought that was a big a big get for them. And Malachi Starks, man. Malachi Starks may be one of the even though he's a five star, you know, he still is he's one of the best players in the country. Um, he doesn't have a position as of now. Probably uh, projects as a safety or, um, yeah, probably a safety. But you know, just you know, the off the field, he's a great, has great character. Um, he's going to be one of those guys that you build your program around, and you know, he's going to be a leader. So, you know, I think that was a big, a big, and then, and then he's a local guy. You know, you know, having a guy that's close to Athens. You know, you got that fan base right there that you know, all know this guy and can reach out and touch him because he grew up near the city of Athens. So I think that was a, a big win for Georgia as well. Oh, no doubt. And uh, I'll talk, you know, more about Malachi Starks here in just a minute because he, he just so happens to be on my top three commits as well. Um, but you talk about Gunnar Stott, and no doubt uh, he's, a, he's a central part of the class in terms of being a, a, a Georgia boy, being a guy who is – uh, born and raised a Georgia fan. We talked about that last week. He has the Hustle Link uh, crew kind of around him that he's working hard to bring in. Um, and we'll talk about some of those big commit, uh, big targets here in, in a minute that they're trying to trying to bring in. Um, and then Bear Alexander, I couldn't agree with you more in terms of uh, Jordan Davis. Not only Jordan Davis, but they're losing Julian Rochester, Devontae Wyatt. You know, a lot of other guys moving on in this class. So. I definitely think you're correct there, and those three, those are those are some some big ones. I'm gonna give you uh, my top three commits real quick. We have almost the exact same. I agree with you on Bear Alexander's for the reasons that I just said. Malachi Starks. I cannot overstate how important Malachi Starks was to this class. I was at his commitment cer uh, ceremony. I saw him when he chose the the Georgia hat and put it on the eruption that came from the crowd in there. I mean, and it was COVID or no COVID. It was a packed place. I mean, the, the, house, the house was full and Malachi made a lot of people wearing red and black very happy. I was talking to uh, some guys before it. I said, how awkward is this going to be if he chooses Alabama or Clemson? Because everybody in there was <laughs> was uh, wearing red and black. So uh, Malachi Starks is Probably, I, I see him being in that star nickel type role, the guy that, that can play like a like a Mark Webb um, almost, where they can use him 
He's so athletic, just tremendously athletic. He's done everything in his career in Jefferson, quarterback, running back, linebacker, safety. He's played it all, kick return. You know, he, he does everything. But that star position, you've got to be able to cover. you got to be able to run support. you got to be able to rush the passer. Uh, and I think Malachi Starks fits that tremendously. They needed that depth. They needed him, especially being an in-state guy. Like you said, that was crucially important. Bear Alexander, again, we, we touched on that. A uh, big replacement for Jordan Jordan Davis, uh, Devontae Wyatt, and Jordan Rochester. And then finally, Jordan James. And the reason I go with Jordan James is because I think going forward, Georgia is more prepared at the quarterback position. Of course, with, uh, you know, they got Carson Beck that's still there. They've got uh, Brock Vandergrift there, even after JT Daniels is gone, where Gunner's not going to be relied on to have to go in and play right away. But Jordan uh, Jordan James could be relied on to get some carries immediately his, his freshman year because uh, Zamir White and James Cook are going to be gone. Of course, Kendall Milton and uh, Dejon Edwards, who knows what happened. It will still be there, but we presume. Who knows what happens with Kenny McIntosh? Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. He he even with a huge year could could go pro. Who knows what all could happen? But uh, those are my top three commits so far. So now let's get to Jeremy's top three targets. And when it's important when we talk about these target guys, you remember you realize we're not just talking about who the highest rated players on the board are. We're talking about who the biggest fits are that we think each so let's talk about jeremy's top three targets right here so there you go jeremy talk about those three absolutely you know tyler booker i'm going to start with him uh, you know we talked about img academy um you know georgia's always about bringing in <clears throat> strong players on that offensive line you know this guy's a really talented one of them uh he can play that left tackle position he's athletic he moves well he's physical he's a very smart guy so you know, having him to come in and, you know, I, he, I don't even think he would even be needed right away. But just having him and either having him on that right side or playing on on, on the left side at, at Mims at right, you have so much you can do with this guy because he's so athletic and, um, you know, he's a really talented player. Uh, Oscar Delp, you know, George is deep at the tight end position with Darnell Washington, who, you know, could be a guy that goes early in the NFL. And, you know, Brock Bowers, who, who had a good G-Day game, you know, seems to be, you know, the next guy in line. But after that, you know, you start to you know, look around and wonder, you know, who's going to be the next guy. You got uh, Fitzpatrick that's still around. But, um, you know, George's offense is evolving and the tight end position is becoming a key part of that. And throwing the ball to the tight end is something that's, you know, definitely becoming a must, and it's, it's, it's big in college football right now. So I think having another good piece and another good player at the position is a, is a must moving forward, and I think Oscar's a really good – he's a really good tight end. He's smooth in his routes, has great hands, and he's developed a little bit of a connection with Gunnar Stockton, so that always helps. Um, Michael, Michael Williams is a, is a um, dominant uh, edge guy. I don't even know if he's only on that kind of play edge. He can move inside. He reminds me a little bit of Leak Herring. So having him, and he's just like with Barry Alexander, a lot of those guys will be moving on. Um, so he, he he may not have to be counted on day one if he comes to Georgia, but, you know, with the position Jalen Carter and Trevon Walker play, you know, that's where I see Michael Williams being of, of need and, you know, being a guy that can come in and maybe in his freshman year having a lot of snaps early on and you know learning and then becoming you know one of the key guys by his sophomore season so yeah 
for sure with Michael Williams. I mean, you talk about these guys that Georgia plays sometimes 27, 28 guys on defense during, 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 a, during a game. And Michael, especially up front, they want to stay fresh, things like that. Michael Williams is the maybe the top rated, depending on where you're looking, the top rated overall uh, defensive lineman out there. He's, he's just tremendous talent, has great length, leverage, runs to the ball. Uh, excellent, excellent prospect. He's from Columbus, Georgia. Do you know Del McGee will be hard uh, in this in this recruitment from that Columbus area? So, uh, really looking to see what Michael Williams do does. That's a great uh, list of three targets right there. We have a little bit of overlap. So remember, Jeremy, those listening via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you can always see this on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel, um, but. You know, if you're if you're listening, remember Michael Williams out of Columbus, Georgia, defensive uh, lineman, Oscar Delp, tight end out of West Forsyth High School in Cumming, Georgia, and then another IMG product with Tyler Booker, offensive lineman. Those were Jeremy's top three targets. Now, my top three targets for this 2022 class, I have Kamari Wilson, a safety, five-star safety out of IMG Academy. Of course, Oscar Delp, just like Jeremy has there. Uh, and then Branson Robinson, running back out of Germantown High School in Madison, Mississippi. Kamari Wilson, if if Jeremy, if Kamari Wilson were to come to Georgia, which he's starting to trend towards Georgia, there's there's people out in the recruiting industry picking uh, Kamari Wilson to go to Georgia. If Kamari Wilson lands in con- in conjunction there with Malachi Starks, just the level of talent that will be in that backfield that defensive backfield in the 2022 class is off the charts is it not absolutely and you and you even think about you even think about uh, pairing him with um malachi and um a guy uh dayon Bowie and you know guys from this class this past class like nylon green and uh javon bullard and um david uh, daniel they uh yeah david daniel you know that that's a that's a that's a stacked room of safeties and defensive backs, and all these guys are pretty versatile as well. So, you know, they're going to have some ability to be able to you know switch these guys around and use them in different ways. And the reason, one reason I picked Kamari Wilson is not only because Kamari Wilson is a tremendous you know five star safety, but he's a he's a guy who can lay the wood in a Lewis Seen type manner. He he mm-hmm. breaks on the ball. Uh, guys, Lewis Seen could be going pro after this year. Latavius Brini is uh, a senior. William Poole is a senior. Those are three safeties that are probably going to be gone from this program after this year. So, of course, they've got some talent there, like Major Burns. They've got uh, David Daniel, as we as we mentioned. Javon Bullard is there. Um, but Malachi Starks and Kamar Wilson could have a chance to come in and make an impact right away. Of course, one reason I put Oscar Delp there is because uh, just like you, you know, you mentioned he's a tremendous target. That Georgia does have tremendous depth in the in the tight end room, but they're only going to have uh, Darnell Washington for one more year. I'm after this. I'm telling you, he's just got NFL written all over him. Brock Bowers is tremendous as well, and Georgia likes to use a lot of two tight end sets under Todd Munkin. So it's important to kind of keep that that stock uh, full there at Georgia and tight end. Oscar Delp is 
the guy that Georgia wants. Todd Todd Hartley seems to hone in on one guy each year, and he's gotten Darnell Washington in the 2020 class. He got Brock Bowers in 2021, and I think Oscar Delp is next in line for the 2022 class. Georgia is definitely going to be all in on this in-state prospect there, um, a guy who can really run uh, and and is just a natural, fluid route runner and pass catcher. And then, of course, Branson Robinson – they need, as I mentioned with Jordan James, one of the reasons Jordan James was in my top three commits because Georgia needs to reload at running back after this class because Zamir White and James Cook are going to be gone. Who knows what happens with Kenny McIntosh? That thunder and lightning type model that Georgia's had, you know, with with uh, Todd Gurley and Keith Marshall, with Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, with Kendall Mar- uh, Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. Well, they're trying to do the same thing. Jordan uh, Jordan. Um, James would be the lightning. Branson Robinson would bring the thunder. The dude is deadlifting over like 600 pounds. He's benching 415. Uh, he looks like an NFL running back, you know, playing in high school right now. He runs a lot angrily like Nick Chubb. So those are my top three gets. Um, you know, just from from what you've seen uh, watching Branson Robinson, he he's a special ball carrier. I mean, he, he just cannot it, – it's, it's hard to bring him down – uh, what do you think about that dynamic of matching up him and Jordan James? Yeah, that's that's a that's a nice combination to have. And you know, with the way Georgia is going with their offense, you know, how you know how do you how do you how do you account for an offense that can you know they can blow you up with a with a Branson Robinson in the backfield and just hammer you, and then they can throw a Jordan James in there and throw a screen and he can go eighty yards. That's you know, that's, that's going to be difficult to deal with. And we're starting to see that kind of play out a little bit in Zamir White and Jordan Cook with their roles that they're having in this current offense. And, you know, I think these two guys both, um, you know, played a little bit of, you know, play a little bit of spread in what they do in high school. So it's, that would be an, uh, a dominant duo. And I think they would have an impact early on in their career. No doubt. And, you know, in terms of this Georgia offense, you saw today in G-Day that James Cook is able to make people miss out of the backfield. He's run those wheel routes out of the backfield. I think Jordan James could do a lot of those stuff, run inside and outside the tackles, and they hammered it up the middle, like you said, where Branson Robinson could do the same thing. Zamir White did a lot of that uh, today. He scored a touchdown, converted a short four, uh, fourth down play. So definitely those two would be a great pick. Um, want to remind everybody that – the RBU podcast comes to you each and every Monday. You can find it on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel. Go over there, subscribe, turn on notifications. All you have to do to find it on a audio version is go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, search RBU or the RBU podcast, and it'll come up there. We'd appreciate you, uh, you know, subscribing, leave us a review, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it really helps me and uh, Jeremy out when you do that. So, Appreciate that and uh, always, you know, look for new episodes each and every Monday here on the RBU podcast. Again, I'm Blaine Gilmer with Bulldog Illustrated. Jeremy is the recruiting uh, recruiting reporter for Athens Banner Herald online, Athens.com. So check us out on both of those places if you like this podcast so far. And then finally, our last section here is we're going to not everything is great. Jeremy, you know, every sometimes there's misses. Sometimes you you want people badly and you don't end up bringing them in. But that's the nature of it. You can only bring in, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25 kids in a class. 
and sometimes you miss out on some that you really really want so and sometimes you're just flat out greedy yeah sometimes you're greedy and you go out there and and you 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 just want to get as much talent that's the name of the game get as much talent as you can but in doing that sometimes you know there's other people out there recruiting against you and they're going to win some battles too so uh now we're going to move to the top three misses and i'm going to let you cover your three first so you have the floor sir with your top three misses okay i'm going to start with i'm going to start with jake johnson uh you know obviously i think you know he LSU was probably the leader the entire time. I don't even know how serious Georgia recruited him, but, you know, having a guy that's right here in town, you know, it's all, I'm always gonna, you know, be afraid or, you know, that's always gonna be a miss to me when you miss out on a guy that's that talented and he plays in your in your city. So, um, you know, Jake Johnson committed to LSU this week uh, to go along and play with his brother Max at LSU. So kudos to him and Amanda Emmanuel Henderson he committed to play with Alabama uh, I think he's top I think he's ranked the top rated uh, running back in the country I'm not exactly sure of the latest rankings but you know he was when I when I wrote uh, when I thought about it but um, another hammer of a running back that could have you know been what Branson Robinson could be should he commit to Georgia you know he ends up in Alabama I think that's a more of a miss than it hurting Georgia's recruiting class is the fact that he went to Georgia's top, you know, nemesis in Alabama uh, as far as winning the SEC. And then Quinn Ewers is a uh, commit of Ohio State. He's the top-ranked quarterback in the country. And this is a bit of a uh, greedy, this is greedy, you know, just one in the top quarterback in the class, you know. You can't, if you if you can't have the best one, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, you always want to have the best of everything. So um, I think having missing out on him. And then also this is a situation where going to a team that you're competing with to win a national championship, um, you know, Ohio him at Ohio, at Ohio State, you know, that's, you know, that just makes them more difficult to meet in a playoff scenario. So that's my three. And they're all, it's all because of greed. <laughs> oh yeah, this, the, if if Georgia had been able to bring in all three of those guys, it would have been no doubt like the best recruiting class ever. Not not just I'm not talking about like uh, Georgia recruiting class. I'm talking about like in the history of mankind. That's that's what <laughs> kind of class that that would be. But uh, yeah, I think you're right, Jake Johnson. There was never a shot with his brother being the quarterback there. I mean, it was pretty pretty well uh, known that he was kind of going to go go follow him to Baton Rouge. Emmanuel H- Henderson, I think Georgia did make a run and, and was is gaining some ground, but Alabama, like you said, that, I think that that is what stings more than anything is that he went to Alabama. If he went to anybody else, maybe it wouldn't have been as big a deal. But And then Quinn Ewers, uh, if you haven't watched him, uh, people who are listening to this, watching this, uh, go look up his highlights. He's just uh, a special talent. He plays for that, you know, famed – and we talked about it in the beginning of the show – powerhouse programs in high school that pump out uh, huge prospects but well, that south lake carroll program is just tremendous out there out of that the state of texas so mm-hmm. those are jeremy johnson's top three misses for georgia in the class 22 jake johnson tied in from oconee county literally in the backyard of athens georgia emmanuel henderson top running back in the class and quinn years top uh, quarterback in the class now we're going to move to my top three misses and I have Mr. Ty Simpson as number one, a quarterback out of Martin, Tennessee. His dad is the head coach at UT Martin. And the reason I feel like Ty Simpson 
it, that Georgia is going to deeply regret not getting Ty Simpson in this class is one, there was a lot of mutual interest there. I talked to Ty when he got offered by Georgia. Uh, he was very excited, definitely wanted to, you know, I think COVID did interrupt some of his plans to visit and do things like that. He wanted to get down to Athens, but, you know, had a good relationship with, uh, talked some to with Buster Faulkner, Todd Munkin, Kirby Smart was involved. But I think, and people can say Quinn Ewers, yes, is the top ranked uh, quarterback and all this kind of stuff. When I watched Ty Simpson play with just the natural athleticism, the use of different arm ankles, and his understanding of the game because his dad is a college head football coach. I I hate to tell this to Georgia fans. I think Ty Simpson is going to win a Heisman at the at the University of Alabama. He's that kind of player. Uh, you're talking about you're talking about a, a, a Mac Jones with a lot more athleticism, <laughs> a lot more. Because if you I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff that's happened with uh, Mac Jones getting ready for the draft. Dude is not the most athletic guy in the world, but man, he can spin it. He, he really put it on him. But Ty Simpson going to Alabama that's a big miss for Georgia. Jaden Blue. Running back out of Texas, uh, Del McGee was on him early. They were really trying to make up some ground. But as soon as Steve Sarkeesian came in from Alabama and took over that job, it was a done deal. Jaden Blue to Texas. Literally, I talked about Branson Robinson having an NFL body. Jaden Blue looks like he could go line up and play for the, the Falcons, the Raiders, somebody this week. I mean, he is as chiseled of a you know, 18-year-old young man, as you're going to see. I feel like the Lone Star State, uh, you know, that Lone Star program there in Austin, Texas with the, the Longhorns, um, Steve Sarkeesian has a feature back on his hands in Jaden Blue. And then here here we go, Jeremy, the, the biggest one that I think <laughs> you and I are both just floored with his ability is Travis Hunter. Uh, Travis Hunter is a do-everything playmaker out of Collins Hill in Gwinnett, you know, the Swanee area in Georgia. And, man, uh, the dexterity, the ability to to get off the ground, to, to control his body in the air, both receiver and DB, is off the charts. Jeremy, you saw Travis Hunter live in action today, actually the day that we're recording this, which is Saturday, April 17th. Give the people a little bit of understanding of just what kind of athlete Travis Hunter is. Yeah, you mentioned the dexterity and the ability to go up, and it's you know I I think about I just watching him today. I think about names like Robert Kendici and Eric Gilbert and Deshaun Watson as guys that I was like, those guys are going to go to college and they're going to do something special, cool, and they're going to go on and they're going to be first round picks in the NFL draft. They they were that good in high school. And all those guys, you kind of looked at them, they were physically more dominant than everybody that they lined up against. This guy, you know, I walked out there and I was like, okay, this is him. Okay. He's really slender and skinny and he's not, not skinny, but like, he's not a big guy, you know? And then, and then they start throwing the footballs and it's like the ball just sticks to his hand. It just like, no matter where they throw it, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's other, it's, 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 it's unusual. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I can really say. It's unusual. I don't, he goes up and just makes plays. You don't expect a guy like that to make plays like that. And, and he's going to play corner. 
<laughs> like he's one of the best receivers on the field, no matter where he is, and he's going to play corner at Florida State. Yeah, I, a, I have a feeling like we were talking about before the show that he, who knows, he may end up pulling a little bit of a Deion Sanders down there at Florida State and playing on both sides of the ball because I mean he's he's just that gifted and that talented. Uh, Travis Hunter is. Terrence Edwards, speaking of Georgia-related, Terrence Edwards took to Twitter not too long ago and just raved about how he's never seen somebody be able to uh, control the ball and make make catches in a similar fashion to the way Travis Hunter does. And really, the the not in his body type, but the way that he can go get the ball and the way that he makes ke- tough catches look really, really easy. It reminds me of an A.J. Green type ability. I mean, that's that's yeah. the kind of pass-catching ability that Travis uh, Hunter has, whether he is on offense or defense. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. And, and then he has, a, he has a little bit of a show, show, showtime in him. Man. He, if uh, when they're near the red zone or – if there needs to be a big play made, that's when he that's when he steps up the most. And you know he's got all these he's always dancing and and it's a it's a show when he's on the field. And that's I mean that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, I was I came away very impressed. And yeah, I mean he, he deserves every star he has. <laughs> Absolutely. If there was more than five stars, you could give them to to Travis Travis Hunter. Uh, so yeah. That is our show this week in the RBU podcast. We touched on some guys who have made some recent news at the beginning in the class of 2022-2024. We hit our top three commits, wants, and targets again uh, each and every Monday. You can catch the RBU podcast either on the Bulldog Illustrated YouTube channel, like, subscribe, turn on the notifications, and then, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you want to uh, go search your your podcast that you listen to, just search RBU, subscribe, give us a like, a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, Jeremy writes for the Athens Banner Herald, onlineathens.com. I write for bulldogillustrated.com. That's B-U-L-L-D-A-W-G. Uh, Jeremy enjoyed it this week, man. Looking forward to seeing uh, what the fallout is, what everybody says about uh, G-Day, and then we'll uh, cover some more recruiting because we're getting ever closer to those visits coming up in June. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was cool to get to talk about a little actual football to, uh, today. So we actually no got, to see some, got to see some real games in, uh, this week. So absolutely. No doubt. Uh, so that that's our show for this week, and we will catch you next week on the RBU Podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.